Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Yeah, let's give God some praise for the Word of God. Well, why don't you welcome at least one or two good-looking people? And again, in this house, that's easy to do. We are full of good-looking people in the house. Speaking of good-looking people that are watching online, I'd like to say hi to Jim Miller. I see you out there. I see my sister Janine hosting today. Casa, I see you out there. Brian Reimer, I see you out there. Denise Perron, I see you out there. All these people, you know, I just I just got back from uh, southern Manitoba visiting my mom. It's not the greatest of... of um, of circumstances, but our God is greater. As I shared with the men this morning, you know, she's, she's been battling, she calls it the, the little C. She's been battling with stage four cancer, but she says, Matt, that's the little C. My Christ is the big C. And I'm here to tell you, whatever you're facing, Christ will help you get through it. No matter the season, he's our healer, he is our provider, and he is the way. And good morning to you, Mom. I know you're watching online as well today. Let's give a shout out to all the men watching at the Joshua House, everyone at Ruth and Naomi's, and the Westminster ladies. Thank you for joining us as well today. Well, we are in a brand new series. So excited. All the new merch is coming out. And, you know, it's fun to, you think about all the different things you invest in and the different clothes that you wear. Why not, like, wear something on purpose for a purpose? Come on. Uh, yeah, I just think it's so cool. We're, Pastor Reed and I were talking. We're just replacing our whole wardrobe. It's just starting to look like every series <laughs> and everything coming. But it, it's great. It's great to be part of it. And we believe the church is supposed to be creative. We are made in the image of our creator. You know, and we are called to be creative. Church is never designed to be boring. It shouldn't be boring. Then we're misrepresenting God, are we not? So we want to miss, we want to represent him well today with the word of God. So hopefully you're going to hear more of him and less of me. But in this series, Bloom, that's what we're talking about. Um, I've entitled today's message, Good Soil. Someone say good soil. Good soil. So God wants to put something in you, plant something in you, and it's about to come out. You know, Bloom, Bloom by definition is to flourish and to thrive right? It, it, it talks about um, to flower, especially one to cultivate for its beauty. The Collins Dictionary uh, describes it as to reach a prime condition as in health. How many believe you haven't quite reached your prime condition yet? It is still coming. Come on. Come on. Doesn't matter what your age is. God is calling you to greatness. It also talks about being vigor and, and having beauty, perfection to flourish is, is a start a start of time of freshness, a state of time of high development or achievement. I sense that for many of us that we've been feeling like maybe we've been in the dark a little bit, trying to understand what's going on in the world and, and trying to um, avoid the chaos and the confusion that tries to choke out choke out our, our right, choke out our sight, and even at times feel like it's choking out our might. Although things can appear dark and at times stressful, maybe you're not stuck. Maybe you're planted. Think about that. Think of the environment of a seed when it is placed in the soil. It is dark. It is cold. And from the surface, it seems like nothing is happening, but it is beneath the surface that things are starting to take root. 
And I believe that you are the seed that is about to sprout. The Lord has cultivated the soil so that your roots may go deep. And he's about to bloom a blessing in you so big, so big in your life that you will not be able to contain it. It'll be so vast that it will produce seeds so that others can bloom as well. Can you agree with me today? Come on. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask my assistant uh, to come out because today is a special day. You're going to get an object lesson. Um, for almost about eight years, I did family ministry. Let's give it up for Kelsey, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Almost look like we're about to do a magic trick here. <laughs> Thank you, Kelsey. That's perfect. One more time, Kelsey, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to go through uh, Matthew uh, 13 here. And I encourage you, you know, I only have a, so much time with you, but go, go deeper. Go deeper with your friends and with your family. and Get into one of our connect groups this week because woo, we're about to go deep. Someone say go deep. All right. I want to start in verse three, uh, three there of Matthew chapter 13. And you probably saw a QR code that showed up on the screen. If not, it'll show up on the screen. If you don't have my notes and you'd like them, they'll show up there. They'll be there for you. But verse 3, let's start in verse 3. It says, Then Jesus told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. The first thing is, before you can even grow, you need to sow. You need to sow. Before you can even start, you got to make room in your heart. Is that not true? You got to cultivate that soil. You got to be ready to sow because you reap what you sow. So many times people just want to reap a harvest, but they, they're not doing any sowing. So what? <laughs> we got we to gotta change our, our methods. There's some methods that the Lord has taught us, some principles, godly principles that work if we apply them. We can't just be hearers of the word. We must be doers of the word. Who's ready to sow? All right. You know, people look at success or they might look at success, what they think is successful people on the surface, but what they're not seeing is what's happening beneath the surface. What they're not seeing is what's happening behind the scenes in the darkest times of your life, just like that seed that is in the soil. See, there's a lot of toil when it comes to being planted in the soil. Seems like people are too afraid to, to even sow or, or scatter because they're afraid of what might happen to that seed once they let go of it. And so they might keep it in, in their pocket and never even sow it out of fear. Or worse yet, they might even try to eat the seed <laughs> instead of sowing the seed. The truth is, we, we, we hold back and it never leaves our po pocket and then it never gets planted. It's time to scatter. No, don't leave the room, but you know what I mean. It's time to scatter seed, right? If you're watching me online, I see Jim, I see you online. Brian, I see you online. Just message me back. It's time to scatter. Say, it's time to scatter. Mm -hmm. In verse 4, it says that as he was scattering the seeds, some fell among the path, and the birds came and they ate it up. So I got with me some corn seed. I don't know if you can see that. Some people like corn. <laughs> we'll figure came from southern Manitoba. It's known for its corn. Yeah, 
there's even a corn and apple festival out there. Just giving a plug for a little town, Mount Morton, Manitoba. But so I got some corn seed. So um, here, Pastor Rudy, why don't you have one? Come on up here. Why don't you grab one? Sam, why don't you, why, don't eat it. Sam, why don't you come grab one? Or why don't I give you two and then you can give some to somebody else? Kelsey, here's some for you. Who else can, oh, we got the people in the front row. Dars, you've been drumming. There's some for you. There you go, guys. I got to keep some seed here to plant. Okay. Awesome stuff. So when I was, I was studying this, uh, the Lord pressed upon my heart. You know, there's a lot of us starting and, and planting things. We're like either planting businesses and and uh, maybe, maybe there's businesses that have started up, but they failed. And I wonder how many times, you know, did we sow a seed in either the wrong person or the wrong place? Or maybe it was even the wrong time. Or maybe we didn't water it with the right stuff. And, and speaking of which, you know, it, God... God wants you to have the desires of your heart. And one of the things we've talked about, though, is that, that alignment needs to come before assignment. Right? And your businesses, your family, they're all there for the glory of God and, and to support his, his business is your business. Why? So he can bless you to be a blessing. But I thought, you know, how many people started businesses and, and you had great intentions, but you had the wrong direction? Maybe you thought you even had the right motive, but you were missing your maker. <laughs> right? We've all been there. And by the way, uh, the scripture says in the Lord's Prayer, it's, it's, it doesn't say, uh, my kingdom come and my will be done. <laughs> it says his kingdom come and his will be done. And what are we building and what are we building it on? And, and I was researching startups. And do you, can you believe that 90% of startups fail within the first year? And yet some succeed and some go on and some produce even more. Some that are even godly businesses. And why is that? Because they've applied godly principles. And whether you believe in God or not, the truth is the truth. And it works. But how much more can it work if, if you find the way, if you can have a connection to the one that put the dreams and desires in you in the first place? So I read this article by Success Magazine. It's entitled, Seven Things That the 1% Do That the 90% Don't Do. Would you like to hear some of the things? This is so cool. So cool. The first point that was written was this. Stop liking sleep even slightly. <laughs> and I'm like, this is so cool. Because they even referenced Solomon, who was the wisest and richest man that ever lived. And he said this in Proverbs 20, 13, do not love sleep or you'll become poor. You should write that down. And then I'm going to leave you with the last point in the article. Point number seven, give as much money away as possible. Woo! There's like three people are like, woo, <laughs> give away my seeds. <laughs> give me that. Which is interesting because Jesus himself said in Luke 6, 38, give and it will be given to you. I'm telling you, even ungodly people are getting these principles. And it works because they're godly. See, we can, we, we can probably all agree that we can see the need. But I believe God is calling us to seed the need. Ooh. You can see the need... But you need to see the need. I said we can't just be hearers of the word. We must be doers of the word. Faith without works is dead. 
Sharon said, it's dead. <laughs> right? The scripture in Matthew, Jesus said, some fell among the path and the birds came and ate it. Who's been pecking at your promises? The promises that God has in your life. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans and purposes I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, give you a hope and a future. So what worries of this world are coming around and pecking at God's promises in your life? Jesus describes the true meaning of the seed in verse 19 of Matthew 13. Says, he said, when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes, snatches it away. That which was sown in their heart. This is the seed that is sown among the path. Again, before we could even start, we need healthy soil and we need to make room. We need to make room in our hearts to receive the words that, that God has for you, for your family, for your life, for your business your dreams, your desires to come in alignment with his assignment. And we know that it's one thing to make room in our heart, but if we're not careful, you know, those, those chickens are going to come peck at the seed. They're going to come peck at the Lord's promises for your life. And if you don't know that Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your hearts for everything flows from it. You might just open up your heart to just anyone. Yes, you're called to love everyone, but you're not called to let everybody in. Oh, I set somebody up today. You see, the reason that we, we get up and the reason that we sow is so that we can give. You know, the farmer doesn't eat all his crops. He couldn't. There's no way. When a farmer comes and harvests all that corn, you wouldn't want to see me if I ate a whole cornfield. Wouldn't be here. Would not be healthy. And the reason we give so that we can truly fully live. Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. We're not at war against flesh and blood. We're not at war against one another. We're at war against things in the principality. There's only one enemy, and that is the devil. And next time, when those thoughts come in your head and try to peck at God's promises, why don't you just think of a little chicken? Because that's all he is. Don't make him any bigger than he is. You've heard me say before, if you don't know the why... You're going to say goodbye. The, the message of the gospel comes from a Greek word meaning good news. Good news. It is the good news of salvation, forgiveness of sins through Jesus Christ. What have you been sowing? You see, sin separates us from God. In Romans 6, 23, it says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Christ Jesus our Lord. The good news is that Jesus restores our relationship and he's restored it by paying the price for our sins through the death, through his death on the cross and the resurrection power, we are saved. Three days later, he rose from the grave. Because of this, we repent and we receive. And when we receive Jesus into our lives, we receive the seed of salvation. 
hopefully that seed goes deep. If we just listen to God's word and we don't do what it says, we're only fooling ourselves. James 1.22. I think the Lord is about to birth a lot of farmers in the house today. <laughs> you heard me say it before. It's one thing to know it. It's another thing to own it. And the enemy comes to snatch what was sown. The only way for it to take root is again to put it to practice. Faith without works is dead. Although we are not saved by works, we're saved by the grace of God so that none can boast. The seed starts to take root when we water it with the word and we learn to walk it out in our lives. And how many of you know when a farmer is working the soil, his hands are going to get a little dirty? <laughs> I haven't met a clean farmer yet. <laughs> The second Timothy uh, four two, um, it says, "Give." It says, "I give you a command in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, the one who will judge the living and the dead, and the, and by His coming, and by His kingdom." Verse two says, "Preach the good news. Be ready when sometimes when it's convenient." No, all times. How many of you know that your calling is not always convenient? All times. And tell people what they need to do. People need to hear the seed of the good news. But they also need to know, what's the next step? How else do we grow in our walk with God? Who's going to teach us how to farm? how to cultivate, how to deal with the weeds. And if we don't teach them the next step, here's the thing, that seed's not going to sink in the soil. It won't even have a chance to take root. In the other verse, it said that some fell on the rocky places. Have any rocky places in your life right now? The Lord is trying to sow and you got a rocky place right now where the seed is falling on. It said it fell in the rocky place and it did not have much soil. So it sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. You could just park there for a bit. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up and the plants were scorched, they withered because they had no root. Where are you planted? Are you planted? Are you giving it time to take root in your life? Or are you constantly trying to do a transplant in relationships, in your work, in the church? Maybe we'll get to that a little bit more. But point two is that you need to go deep before you can reap. Here's the thing. It takes patience. <laughs> it takes time. Someone say it takes time. Sometimes we're wondering, why hasn't God come through right away? Why hasn't he come through right now? Lord, I'm expecting this to happen right now. Well, thank God that my ways are not his ways, neither are my thoughts his thoughts. They're higher than mine. Isn't that right, Clay? That I can trust the Lord with all my heart and lean not on my own understanding and always acknowledge him. And he promises to make my path straight. Isn't that right, Jason? Yeah. I know it's one of your favorite verses. 
What are some of the rocky places in your life where you're finding it hard to grow? You've received what God has for you. You've even grown in your faith, but you have a hard time staying rooted. some plants so the first one was the rocky I have with me a, a pot which I've labeled rocky and shallow rocky and shallow and sometimes we don't realize how shallow the things are beneath the surface in our life in different relationships and things that we've been planted in in the wrong places and it looks good, doesn't it? Looks like a good tree. Looks like it's growing. But once it gets scorched, once it goes through the heat, you'll see whether or not it really stays or it fades away. Because what you don't see is what's beneath the surface. And in here, I got a whole lot of rocks. People can be like plotted plants, can't they? We can. We all want to grow. I want to look good. Some of us want to get bigger, more leafier. <laughs> Some of us. But we all want to be more healthier. We all want to grow, and maybe one day we'll provide shade for others and fruit for others and feed others. Right? We all want to make a difference. You know, we're, we can be like plotted plants. Might like the soil. We might like the, the, the rocky soil. We might like what seems to some as shallow relationships. But over time, if, if, if the soil is shallow, eventually we'll spoil. They want to constantly change locations, as I was talking about. Find a different soil that they can, but they're constantly uprooting and therefore they give no chance to even take root. See how easy that came out? Sorry, plant. Because the roots don't go deep. It's that easy. When we first moved to Chilliwack, we see we live out by the lake. <laughs> but I noticed in some of the storms, these massive trees would just fall right over. And I asked, why is that? It's such a massive tree. It's this big oak tree. How come it's laying on the ground from that little storm? That's not a storm. I've been through storms. That's not a storm. Come to Manitoba. <laughs> and someone said, it's because the roots didn't go deep. The ground is shallow. It's, it's rocky. So it looks big. It, it looks like it's got it all together on the surface. It stands above everyone else, all the other trees. But then the storm has a way of proving the root system. It's, the issue wasn't the seed. The issue was where the seed was in the soil, where it was planted. Are you in healthy soil right now? Healthy soil where your roots can go deep? Or do you find yourself in areas of your life that are maybe shallow? Just think about that. It needs time to take root. In verses 20 to 21, Jesus says that the seed falling on the rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy, 
But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the because of the world, they quickly fall away. Wow. I think we've all been there from time to time. We've seen you're planted in, you receive a word from God, you even see fruit in it. You start to grow. But then somewhere along the way, you fall over. You give in, you give way, and you're wondering, what did I do wrong? Was the word wrong? No, the word was right. Maybe I just wasn't in good soil where my roots could go deep so I could weather those storms when they came my way. This church is good soil, by the way. You're planted in good soil. You're, you're sitting next to other people that will encourage you, build you up, lift you up, that believe in your giftings and your callings and what God has called you to and what God has called you through. We're not here to just play church and all look like we're a bunch of cobs in the field. <laughs> How long will you last? You know, I had this, this other idea. Yeah, I'll bring it out. I got lots of toys down here to say no. But I thought of... I thought of this. <laughs> I like going to the beach. <laughs> I like the sand. Sand is just a whole bunch of real small rocks, isn't it? And I think sometimes uh, we like to build our dreams and stuff next to the water. I do. <laughs> I like the water. Whoa, there's sand in there. I don't know if you can see that. And it looks comfortable, doesn't it? You never get your, you know, like good sand. I'm talking about the, the fine stuff. You can put your feet in it, you know, and sit on it in the sun and it, it makes for a good place for a, for a moment but it it's not for a good place to build your dreams on and to get stuck in the sand is it one thing I've learned as much as I love the water and I love an ocean view I can't get too close to the shore can't build my my dreams so close to the water because guess what happens when the wind picks up so does the waves and the thing that I'm that I that looked good that I'm planted in that felt so warm and comfy and and I could build sand castles in <laughs> but anyone that's built a sand castle knows that even that sand castle will not last because eventually the waves will come and the wind will come and it'll wash that castle away what, what, what castles have we been trying to build in the wrong things and not on the word of God? Come on. <laughs> castles built in the sand will not stand. If it ain't built on the word of God, it's not going to stand. I choose to build it on the rock. I choose to build it on the cornerstone that is Jesus. And it'll stand the test of time. It always has and always will. Everything else in the world is trendy, but this is timeless. He is timeless. And verse 7 says that other sea fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked out the plant. Here's what, the, here's what I sense the Lord said to me. You can't bloom if you're planted in gloom. I'm telling, ladies and gentlemen, I'm speaking to the believers in the house. What you focus on is what you give power to. Hey, awareness is great, 
but you need to be aware of my Lord's promises, even the storms that you may face. If you get out of your boat and you may be even walking on water, but the moment you just keep looking to the storm and you take your eyes off Jesus, you will sink. You cannot bloom if all you do is plant yourself in gloom. Well, this is happening in the world. This is happening in the world. Yeah, pray for them. But praise the Lord, our God and Savior, that victory belongs to him. In this world, you will have storms, but take heart for I have overcome the world. Not that he will overcome, he has overcome. So do you get yourself planted in soil of victim or do you plant yourself in the soil of victory? Then you'll grow. You'll grow and you'll know a tree by its fruit. It says that in verse 22, Jesus says the seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of life and the deceitfulness of wealth. Okay? The worries of life. I'm going to ask you a trick question. Do you have any worries? Hmm. They're never yours to have, never yours to own. You might worry, but why are you owning them? Why are you saying they're my worries? Does it make sense to you? I'm not saying that we don't, that worries don't come our way. But when you say, I have this, I have that, I have the word. So why don't you trade in the worry for some word? I'm just saying words are powerful. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And I know what you mean, but I hope you know what I say. There's weight in your words. Stop claiming on to things and the thoughts that come at you. doesn't mean that you have them. They come your way. But how many times have I said it before? You know, if you get something delivered to you that you don't want, return to sender. You don't have to receive it just because the enemy puts it in your head. You don't have to hold on to the worry and call it yours. You can say, give it back. Be anxious about nothing. Everything through prayer and thanksgiving. Make your request known to God. Whatever is godly, loving, true, noble. Meditate on these things. Send back the worry. Receive the word. Send back the word. <laughs> Receive the word. Definitely back in Kiss Church. I love it. So again, it says the seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, choke out the word and make it unfruitful. <laughs> Got more. Got another plant. Looks good. I don't know if you can see it. This one says prickly. <laughs> it's the thorns. It's prickly. It looks good, doesn't it? It's green. Dude, this plant, you know, I don't know if your parents ever said, said to you, money doesn't grow on trees. Well, this one's got a lot of money in it. Right? But the scripture says the, deceitful, the deceitfulness of wealth. more where that came from it's really hard for it to take root in this the bible tells us that the love of money is the root of all evil hope you want to know what this thing's rooted in it's not that money is evil okay let me be clear solomon was the richest man that ever lived Moses, Abraham, you look at all that. But if you don't know the why, you'll say goodbye. You don't know the purpose of something, you will abuse it. It says the deceitfulness of wealth. 
God wants you to have stuff. He just doesn't want the stuff to have you. God wants you to use the stuff because he's the source. This is not your source. It's just stuff. It can be used as seed to bless, build, build more churches, bless more orphanages. We, we do it all the time. It can be sown if you know it can be used as a seed for his glory. Make sense? Yeah. I think of that, and then I, then I think about the, it talks about the worries, and I thought, man, what have we been watering our plants with? I got some worry here. water things with worry I don't know if you can see what's coming out of here this is used motorcycle oil this is what I, this is what I worry about if I don't if I leave this in my bike too long like how it's going to function and how it's going to work you worry about that and how it's going to function or if your car is going to function or whether you have enough of the right oil in it and you'll even do an oil change on your vehicles why don't you do a change in your heart why don't you water it with the word of god synthetic oil come on the holy spirit kind of oil you know what i'm talking about right let that wash over you i mean you can even make oil out of corn but it, again it's it's here's here's a lot of worry want to water my the plans and purposes the Lord has for my family for my kids I don't want to bring this I would never bring used engine oil into the house right and try to ensure means like amen that's right or do an oil change in the house and spill dirty engine oil all over the house and track it through the house Have you ever noticed that you ever done oil change in your shop and I've just like, I've given up on this already. Like you, you try to make it so clean and keep it clean, but you get a little bit on your boot and before you know it, you're tracking it all over and you're like, ah, and you're on the ha hands and knees trying to clean it up everywhere. It's no different when you try to water what God has with oil that is dirty, that's not the oil that he meant for you to put into your life. That kind of makes sense. Oh, poor plant. It's covered in the weight of deceitfulness of wealth and old oil. Finally, he says in, in verse 8, still other seed fell on good soil. Someone say good soil. Where it produced a crop, 160, 30 times that which was sown. Whoever has ears to hear, let them listen. Let's get out of your oily plant. Whoever has ears <laughs> to hear. That's a cob of corn right there. hundred times it says. hundred times. Remember we started with the one seed. Just the one seed sown. This isn't even a mustard seed. A mustard seed is even smaller than this seed. And the Lord says if we have faith the size of a mustard seed, we can move mountains. What can you do with the seed that God has given you? I'm believing that it, it will produce a bumper crop, a hundredfold. This thing is full of more seed. Isn't that cool? If you were to peel it back, you're going to see more seed. That's the same in you. Full of seed. There's, there's seed that is taking root. There's seed that is getting you into a season to bloom because you are planted in good soil for such a time as this. 
So again, verse 23 says, but the seed that fall that falls on the good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 and 30 times that which was sown. Let's cultivate the soil. The thing I love about corn, it doesn't have to stay on the cob. Right? The thing I love about uh, uh, corn, if you apply heat to it, come on, you're in the right soil and you apply heat to it, what happens to it? Popcorn! Yeah! Everybody loves popcorn! I would much rather be a popcorn curl than just stay a cob. <laughs> right? I just want to stay in the field with all that seed potential in me when other people can come out and enjoy what I have for them. <laughs> that was good. That's like us. You'll go through storms, but if you take root, you'll produce a harvest. If you're in the right soil, and in the end, you won't just you just won't just have seed, but you'll have something else that you can share with others that is enjoyable. I think most people can say they enjoy popcorn, just like they should be able to enjoy the good news of Jesus. Right? Thank you, Lord. So let's continue to cultivate that soil so that the seed can go deep. And let's reproduce and multiply what the Lord has given us so that more might believe and become who they are called to be in Christ. So that they too can sow and produce more than what they were given. The potential of the seed is within its purpose. It was always within its purpose. If you know the purpose of the seed, you won't abuse it. Why don't you stand with me? Our takeaway is exactly that. The potential of the seed is in its purpose. Scripture says to, to them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles, that's all of us, the glorious riches of his mystery, which is in Christ in you. The hope of glory. He is the one we proclaim. The mystery of the gospel is that Christ, the true seed, can live in and through us. We need to share that seed. We need to sow that seed. We need to share Jesus with everyone and just because, I want to encourage you, just because some of that seed might fall on hard soil, it doesn't mean that we stop sowing. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for this parable. Something that we could understand. Something that we could relate to. Something where we could see a harvest. We thank you for laying out a process to your promise. Lord, I, I pray now for those, whatever soil they have may found themselves in or are in, Lord, that they would sink into you, Lord Jesus. That they would go deep with you. That they would take root and produce that harvest a hundredfold. Lord, no matter the storm or the heat that comes on them, 
Lord, that they would rise up. They would produce more. They would pop <laughs> in a good way for others. And then when the pressure comes on, the heat comes out of them, that you come out of them in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're here today and you be honest with yourself that you've, maybe you've been in shallow soil, maybe you've been in rocky soil, maybe some of the things that the scripture talks about, the thorns, the prickliness, maybe the, the worries of this world or the deceitfulness of wealth, you found yourself in any one of those pots <laughs> and you'd like to get out of that pot. You'd like to be rooted and planted in Jesus today. We'll do that. We'll do that. We'll do the best transplant that you've ever, 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 ever been a part of in your heart. And I just would, I'd like to open it up so for you to let Jesus in. Let's seed the, the, the seed of salvation. Let's sow the seed of salvation into our heart. Paul said in Romans 10 verse 9, if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, believing that God the Father raised his son from the grave, we will be saved can't save yourself we need a savior we need him to sow into us so if that's you I'm going to lead you through a prayer right now we're going to do just that just repeat after me say dear Jesus I'm ready I'm done with the weeds <laughs> I'm ready to be planted and I'm ready to be rooted in you I believe that you came that you died for my sins and that you rose from the grave three days later would you come into my heart and be Lord over my life? Thank you. Thank you that my past is past. Today's a new day with you right here, right now. Amen. Just stay in the moment, eyes closed in the moment. There's several things I, I sense where the Lord is cultivating uh, the soil. And one of the things that I sense is... Uh, Somebody has been in the, in the soil of unbelief, disbelief, doubt. You've been, you've been trying to put the word in to shallow soil. You've even seen something grow, but you haven't reached your full potential yet because other things have pushed you over, caused you to wither. And if that's you and you're still believing for that miracle, that you want part of that soil is believing in his word that he has for you to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. Believing in his word that whatever we agree upon according to his will shall be done. Agreeing in his word that, that you're, you're not the tail, you're the head. And that all things work together for good for you that love the Lord. And I always want to speak to that soil right now. I've already been doing it with his word. But the Lord just cultivates it now because somebody needs actual physical healing right now. I want to speak to that soil right now in the name of Jesus for that sore back to go away, for those headaches and migraines that you have tolerated so long to the point where you've been misdiagnosed and therefore you mistreat the truth of what God says about you. That you have been healed. By his stripes you have been healed.
I want to pray for that 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 shoulder. It's actually somebody right here in the neck. There's a tightness in the neck that we keep coming back to. And again, you've tolerated it to the point where it's become a standard in your life. It's a story that you've told yourself again and again, and you got sick and tired of claiming and taking the and taking the wrong things. And but you got weeds around the root. And just like Pastor Steph said, you don't have to tolerate that anymore. You can believe for healing and look for the healing and find the healing. Because what you look for today is what you will find. And so I pray for you right now. Sore shoulders and sore necks. Lord Jesus, headaches. You say whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Loose your healing touch. We bind pain, sickness, disease, depression, anxiety. We bind it now. We release it. We cast it back. We send back to sender. In Jesus' name. I want you to do something for me. I want you to put your hand on the place that you need healing right now. We did this before. We saw this work at the Joshua House. It's really cool. I don't want to get so caught up in the method, but I want you to see God has a message for you. You put your hand on the place where you need healing. And some of your hands are going to come really warm. And if you're sitting, if you're next to someone, standing next to someone, I want you to put your hand on them. And believe. We're called to lay hands on each other. Just so you know, if you feel comfortable, just do that. You came with somebody. Just put your hand on them if you came with them because you love them. Maybe they don't need a healing, but maybe you know someone that does. Lord Jesus, I pray through your Holy Spirit right now. Just flow from the top of our heads to the tip of our toes. Lord, thank you for releasing the muscles and joints and inflammation. Lord Jesus, I speak against even diabetes. Lord Jesus, I speak against the the conditions of, of medication. Lord Jesus, thank you for using doctors. We thank you for them, but we thank you, Lord, that you are our healer. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for releasing your perfect peace that surpasses all understanding in our hearts and in our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. You're going to keep feeling something. You felt it while I prayed. Just keep staying in the moment because we're going to worship. You're going to, more is going to happen. Um, if you prayed the first pr- the prayer, which we prayed the first time, you invited Jesus into your heart or you're coming back to him, um, just say, hey, pastor, that's me. Give me a thumbs up. I, can't, I can see like halfway out, but that's cool. Thank you. Awesome. Praise God right on if you're coming back to him today and you you just you realize i've been shallow soil and you planted yourself again with him you rededicated your life to him would you put your thumb up and say that's me yeah right on if you're online right now oh i see man i love seeing my friends online emily i see you brian i see you you know anybody else is online just give me a thumbs up if first of all this message spoke to you give me a thumbs up thumbs up if this message spoke to you in the house Thumbs up if it was relevant to you and where God is taking you. Again, that's for you. That, that's for you. That's evidence that he is speaking to you and he's showing you amazing things. Oh, I'm seeing thumbs up going online. This is cool. Really cool. We're trying something new. Uh, we're going to continue to, to press in, uh, receive our healing, and we're also going to step in. So as a church, we, we've been convicted. We've been commissioned <laughs> in the Great Commission to go make disciples. And part of that process is baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit and teaching others to obey his command. And surely he's with us always. In Romans, it says when we go in the water that we are baptized with Christ. Going in the water represents that when he went to the grave, he goes with us. And coming up out of the water represents when he came out of the grave. We are resurrected with him. 
And if that's you and you want to step in as we sing and worship, even if you just want prayer, you just come forward at this time. I'd encourage you, you know, motion creates emotion. Don't just wait and stay stuck in your seat. Just step forward. If the Lord puts on your heart to just lay hands and pray for somebody while we're worshiping, give an encouraging word, do it. And if you want to go in here with me, I'd be honored. Let's worship God together. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.